the beginning is a very delicate time. Know then that it is the year 10,191. In this time, the most precious substance in the universe is the spice melange. The spice extends life. The spice exists on only one planet in the entire universe. The planet is Arrakis, also known as Son of podcast about you. What's up, Sandies? Welcome back to another episode of Sand, a podcast about Dune. I'm one of your hosts, Lance. I'm here with uh, the other host, Molly. Molly, how are you? I'm doing good, Lance. How are you? I'm doing. I'm doing all right. I'm doing yeah. all right. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that rocks. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Right on. Well, do you want you want to go ahead and just jump into uh, some movie talk? Yes, 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 yes. I'd love to. Um, I have a, a slight confession, which is I did nar- nary watch a movie this week, so it's all you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, you know, to the listener, we did have a shorter week this week. and um... Yeah, so here in Texas, the weeks are only five days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can only take so much down here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we went ahead and shortened it. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I only watched three movies, so, you know, I didn't watch a ton. Um, I watched Nomadland, The Trial of the Chicago 7, and Mortal Kombat. Obviously, oh, I was no. trying to catch <laughs> up for Oscars. Yes. Really, with the Mortal Kombat. Yeah, well, no, once I was done with Oscars, I was, I was like, okay, well, now I'm going to watch Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Sweet. I guess I will... <laughs> you know what? I'm going to talk about Mortal Kombat. Sick. It's terrible, but so fun. It's so bad. It's, like, written by a 12-year-old kid. <laughs> it's bizarre because it's aimed at children, yet is a hard R rating. It's just so gory <laughs> and so much yeah. cursing. There's just, like, so much cursing. Uh, there's one guy who just every other word he just says fuck or fucking hell or fucking this or whatever he just like won't stop cursing which makes me think it was like written by a 12 year old who just thinks cool people will curse all the time yeah it is very fun because it is very gory and ridiculous and they really stretch themselves to quote the few things that the video game like has (laughs) ko'd okay (laughs) yes yeah yeah those old video games that these are based on they yeah. say fight, they say flawless victory, they say Luke Kang wins. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't have a bunch of things they say. Impaled. So getting... Do they ever say impaled or do they just get impaled? No. They get impaled. They say fatality. Fatality, that's right. And flawless victory. Um, but they almost <laughs> always, when they're quoting the video game, it's almost always from the character that did the thing. Because there's not like a, you know, a referee to, to like make calls. <laughs> uh-huh. But there is a part where a guy uh, grabs a, a winged uh, beast and and uh, rides her across a saw and splits her in half, like straight down the middle from the top down. And then he just says, to no one, flawless victory. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty awesome. <laughs> 
<laughs> I suppose it is kind of flawless. Like if it's an even yeah. cut. Yeah. Yeah. Flawless oh, victory. Yeah. <laughs> and it also starts with this like really unnecessary opening that talks about whatever the outworld or whatever has constant battles with Earth and they have to hold a tournament. And if Earth loses the, the tournament for the 10th time, it will forever be <laughs> sucked into the outworld. Some <laughs> no. ridiculous thing okay. that they set up. So the whole, through the whole movie, they're just talking about this tournament that they're supposed to fight in. And guess what, Molly? There's never a tournament. In no, it. what? <laughs> what do you they mean? They never go to a tournament. That seems like happens. a fine plot to just... But what did they do instead? They just, like, break the rules because they're not supposed to fight until the tournament. But then they just break the rules and just fight each other a bunch. Does that count as the ten fights that will destroy the world? Like, No, I don't think so. I think they're saving the tournament for the sequel. Yeah, sounds like they were like, that's too good. We can't give them too much. <laughs> yeah, they're going to want more. They're gonna... <laughs> um, yeah, plus we have no idea what else we do. <laughs> Right. (laughs) After this huge, I mean, the stakes are pretty high with this tournament. It's hard to get higher. Well, and they're also just like killing off tons of characters. (laughs) Okay. Well, it does sound fun. It makes me want to play. I used to love playing Mortal Kombat. Same. Yeah. At the arcade, I dumped lots and lots of quarters into that that machine for sure. Cool. Was the animation good? Like, did it look like Mortal Kombat style? Yeah, it was ve- it was very bloody. Like mm-hmm. it was the fi- and the fights were pretty cool. Like the- it's not like the best fight choreography, but you could tell what was going on, which is kind of all I ask out of fight <laughs> choreography. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, yeah. Was the chopping in half the best death? That was probably my favorite. There's some pretty good ones, and it it is like nice and gory. Well, I believe we've already talked about Nomadland on here, although I do have a new take on it oh. after thinking about it. So I don't know. Yeah, I kind of want to talk about that. Since you're not doing movies, yeah. you can just give your take on Nomadland. Well, it's still kind of a loosely formed take. It was just that, like, so, you know, it's kind of combination of using real people and actors for this mm-hmm. movie. But having the actors alongside the real people just made made the whole thing feel like, what what are we doing here? I don't know. Like, I just didn't get what the whole point of the movie was in the end. Like, I kind of get why you would do it. So that, and I thought Francis McDormand was really great, but I like didn't buy anything in it from it <laughs> because she's a fancy actress. I get that. I don't know. I felt she was very grounded and it didn't take me out of it. However, the moment David Strathairn shows mm-hmm. up, I was like, oh, that's obviously going to be a major character because <laughs> I recognize this guy. I know who this guy yeah. is. Yeah, I don't know. I just, it was like, I think because the characters themselves or the people who play themselves were very recognizable in a certain way where I was like, oh yeah, like, I don't know. I feel like that is the type of person that I've met like camping or like out in the world. And so like mixing that with uh, another plot with like actors, I was like, it felt like it was missing the actual life experience or like the like feeling of that or even what those people are like i don't know and like francis mcdormand's character of like i don't i just didn't get her arc at all so i don't know i just what was what do you think it was about i mean i think it's it's just kind of like a journey and she makes a choice and i don't think you're supposed to like know if it's good for her or not right Uh like yeah 
she decides to to just like be on her own and be a nomad and like live live solo but and in in the meantime we're kind of just like learning about these people these you know nomadic lifestyle people mm-hmm. yeah i suppose that is part of it it's nice that it doesn't like make a statement about anything but yeah i don't know i like i like can't grasp it <laughs> exactly like i yeah. get it yeah so it was okay. i really did you like it? it i thought it was really good yeah, yeah i did i did yeah. i thought it was beautiful yeah and i did like francis mcdormand's character but yeah i don't know i wish i had seen it in the theaters too i think it would have been more like swept away yes i agree with that it would have been more impressive yes Cool. Well, we do have an email. Sandbag. We do. Yeah, and we have we we do have the sandbag. We have a previous uh, emailer has emailed us again to ask us about the strange thing they noticed about the character named Muriz. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess that there is a the father of the Fremen who kills those other Fremen. Mm-hmm. is named Muriz. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And then later, the Palambasha, is that mm-hmm. his name? Mm-hmm. His uh, companion mm-hmm. is named Muriz. Who has to hold his like his dead weight. And they're uh, like 10 chapters apart. Yeah. So I guess he was like just trying to feel like feel out whether we thought that was an intentional or not. If right. he was like trying to say something by that. And... You think uh, it's no? Mm-hmm. You're what? You're, go ahead. Yes, my theory. Yeah, my theory is, uh, whoops! It was just uh, <laughs> he has a bunch of names on a list, and he's like, these are like good Dune names, and he was like, here's Fremen names, and uh-huh. here's whatever names, and so he just forgot to check off Muras when he used it the first time. Yeah, he his like T was bubbling over or something, so he had to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to it, he forgot to cross the name off after he used it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and we did do a little re- a little research. Muras um, doesn't mm-hmm. have an origin. There's no meaning to the name, so it's not like mm-hmm. there is sort of a Fremen meaning. Also, I mean, the two characters don't have any sort of philosophical link or allegiance link. There's almost nothing, right? Because Palambasha, right? Yeah, it doesn't seem like they're related at all. No, since they were working for House Carino. And um, Muraz was clearly working for the preacher, or not the preacher, but yeah, for Fremen, the, the desert Fremen. Yeah, then we found a few threads where people talked about this, and everybody was just like, have you noticed this? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and everyone's like, huh, weird. Weird, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I, yeah, I agree with you. I think it was a mistake. I think he had that name rolling around in his head and just kind of decided, you know what? I like that it's gender neutral. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you want an it like an in universe explanation for why they both have the same name, just yeah, it's a gender neutral name, and that's like <laughs> yeah. Well, I like what um, our emailer said. He said if it was like Madison. Madison. <laughs> it's like I liked imagining a Madison on on a Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. That's yeah. Pretty funny. I agree. I think it's it's kind of a common Fremen name. Yeah. So thank you for that question. If y'all have, honestly, yes. truly, if you have any Mira's theories or knowledge, or if Frank Herbert himself has ever spoken on the Mira's controversy and you know the clip, send it our yeah, way. Yeah, you have footage of Frank Herbert talking <laughs> yeah. about Mira's. Yeah, just being like, 
no, there's a, there is a meaning and it's going to blow your mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> please send it to us and the podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Well, Molly, Dune, you wanna? I sure do. My God. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to. Okay. Let's do so it. So we, yeah, we read chapters 37, 38, 39, and 40. Mm-hmm. And we did start off. Uh, chapter thirty-seven with Leto waking up, seeing a new a new character here, Namri. Namri or yes. Namri, yeah. Namri. And uh, we learn that he is the father of Javid. Oh my God! Bum bum bum! Father of Javid. Uh-huh. <gasps> Shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was like, uh, yes, your family knows me well or knows Javid well. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. they're very yeah. intimately connected. He says he's one of his teachers, mm-hmm. but that he's there to kill Leto if he needs to. <laughs> well, he's ready to kill him. He's got his yeah. finger on the Chris knife, ready to just stab. Yeah, he's ready to do it, but he's like says that that's his job. Like yeah. he's the one that has to kill him if they have to kill him. <laughs> yeah, and he's more than happy to do it. Yes. Do you think that they're worried about abomination, and that's why they would have to kill Leto? Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, that he'd be like a more powerful abomination than, well, for sure. I mean, they later say that if he was indifferent, they would kill him. So that's the only clue. That's only a very solid clue. Although I don't know what he's doing right now, because he's doing these little riddles with Leto. (laughs) Such as, what was the first one? Challenge. Challenge. Silence, answer, the friend of the hunted. Challenge, silence, answer, the friend of the hunted. So, okay. (laughs) Silence is the friend of the hunter, of the hunted. I mean, that makes sense because you'd want to be quiet if you're being hunted, right? Totally. And I'm sure having silence indicates that nothing's happening. So you're not being hunted in that moment. Well, you're being hunted, Mm -hmm. but you might not be being killed. <laughs> but yeah, so I also I think it works both ways. <laughs> anyway, so Leto thinks of that as an example of the kind of riddle making they're about to engage in. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, and he's noticing Namri is noticing that Leto has the answers that you know yes. that he needs, but that he has no conviction in his. He's just reciting the answers because he has the knowledge but has no conviction to it, which just kind of is what, like, Leto's big problem is that he's, like, insists that he's not a child and that he, you know, he has mm-hmm. the, all these experiences of all these ancestors, but he really doesn't because he doesn't have the experience. So mm-hmm. he doesn't, like, he just has the knowledge and doesn't really have a, a way to, I guess, truly access it. Well, I liked his one answer where... um Namri asks, like, what he's doing out there, what he's looking for. And he says, God will lead the way. Um, That one felt like he genuinely answered. Okay, so that's where Leto says, God, it is to show the way. Yeah. God's, it is to show the way. Yeah. And then Namri was like, can it be true that you believe this? It's why I'm here to find the way, to find myself. And then he says, you speak like a true rebel. This is, I mean, this is an interesting, an interesting chapter. I felt like uh, it's just so obvious that Gurney, Gurney is a chapter. I was like, come on, we don't need to draw this out anymore. Just get Gurney in there. 
<laughs> he's just giggling behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, okay, he has no idea. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, we're, it is kind of suspension of disbelief. I mean, or like, you know, cliffhangery. Um, mm-hmm. Leto is panicking a little bit. So, yeah, it's this sort of fake, like, Namri wasn't going to really probably kill him ever. But luckily, Leto makes his way through because it never seems like Leto totally nails the answer either. Right. It's just like just passing. Yeah, he's like, oh, right, I'll let you through. That's that's mm-hmm. fine. Probably, I mean, maybe it's just that he wanted him to show some humility in even guessing what Namri wanted to hear. So with the whole, like, you're just reciting that, you don't really believe it, but at least you mm-hmm. know what you're supposed to be saying. <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, Namri is just like, don't don't try to escape. Leto does the quick calculation of like, yeah, I don't really want to go out and you know run in that hall and see who's out there and if it even got past them i don't want to like be lost in the desert again oh yeah i i liked that where he was thinking about just going out into the desert and the idea just like filled him with stale waters <laughs> like a just stale <laughs> yeah. feeling he was like what would be the point he does already suspect that jessica is behind it yes that's what i was gonna say yeah he says uh and the game Namri played smelled of the Lady Jessica. It stank of the Bene Gesserit. God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. It does. Which is true. <laughs> it's very true. I mean, that's the Bene Gesserit are doing, like, all these puzzles and stuff. <laughs> yeah, we're straight back to Bene. Well, that's what I was like. I did kind of have a perspective shift during this section of chapters where I was like, whoa, okay. So through these last three books, we've been in Paul world. Um, kind of assuming mm-hmm. that he had gone beyond the Bene Gesserit. And we we started there at the very beginning, but we were never going to return. And here we are very much returning <laughs> to the very beginning with the Bene Gesserit and Jessica and Gurney all being in charge of what happens, which is interesting. I was like, oh, whoa, okay. They're, like I, I had sort of written them off as uh, no longer consequential or powerful, really. You know? Yeah. And I'm curious because, so, Jessica has now found, decided that the Bene Gesserit don't, like, they just used her, and they never forgave her, but when she told whatever, she put whatever this is in motion with with Gurney, she was still under the impression that she was, like, good with the the BG. (laughs) Right. I mean, it seems like Jessica's whole perspective has changed drastically many times. Since yeah, she yeah. first, last talked to Gurney. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if they're somehow talking or if that's all part of Jessica's ruse to have also to tell to be telling mm-hmm. us that she's like um, getting shocked by the twins. But at any rate, I'm into it. I'm ready for their um, teaching sequence. Yes. Cool. Anything else about that chapter? No, no. And that brings us to chapter 38, mm-hmm. where... We have Jessica giving Faridin his first Benny Jesuit lesson. Yes, this is kind of fun. Yeah. What you're it's like? A pretty no. short. Yeah. No, no, I like it. No, mm-hmm. I like it. She tells him to stare at his hand. <laughs> yeah. Did you do this? <laughs> <laughs> no. You didn't. Oh my god! I immediately was like, "Sweet, I'm doing this." And did it work? No, I don't. I don't think so. Not exactly. I could imagine it in my mind. Mm-hmm. 
but I mm-hmm. didn't, I couldn't actually see my hand change. I did try to imagine him as a little baby hand, <laughs> which was creepy and also kind of worked because my nails are like baby pink right now. So that helped with the illusion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he wants, to, she wants him to stare at his hands and make them grow old and then revert back to infancy yes. <laughs> which is real funny and i i kind of want to like know is like did the arms shrink too because if they're turning into yeah. little baby hands is it just a regular size arm with like a, a baby size hand <laughs> like at the end of it i imagine the arm kind of tapering off into a baby hand Okay. Like it shrinks gradually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> From elbow to 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 hand. Yeah. But it does seem like they would sh- have to shrink back. <laughs> right. So he he's, he's pissed at like, this. He does not yeah, like it. He's yet. pissed at this. He is not patient. She's telling them he has to be patient, and then she like leaves. He's like, "Where are you? Where are you going?" So like, I'm gonna leave you with this for an hour. Yeah. 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 You go. You keep doing this. <laughs> He's like, why? Okay, I'm going to sit here for an hour. This is so much like Empire Strikes Back, where Yoda is teaching Luke, and he's, like, making him stand on his hand, and he's trying to, like, make him make rocks float, Mm -hmm. and he's just, Luke is just, like, pissed off and impatient, and Yoda's like, well, that's what's wrong with you. You're, like, you're impatient. You don't have Yes, it was like, Faradin, macro issue here. Notice Mm -hmm. the lesson. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, mm-hmm. why are you getting so irritated so quickly? <laughs> yeah, you are so psyched to learn this shit. Like, why are you <laughs> mad like, at it already? I can't do it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's... And he even... It even seems like he wants to do it a little bit. Yeah. He just can't, and he's frustrated like a child. It's funny. It's like, it's, it's like someone being really excited about becoming a physicist... And then yeah. they go to school and they're like, math? <laughs> oh, I don't want to learn this. This sucks. This is hard. <laughs> I want to learn physics. <laughs> yeah. Black holes. So this is the question yeah. I pose to you. Is Jessica fucking with him? <laughs> um... I don't know. I don't know. That's such a good question. Like, is she here just to fuck with him? Yes, or just to buy time <laughs> while right, she's right, right. getting this other thing done. Yes, could be. Because she, she's like, okay, make your hands grow old and then small. Um, I'm going to duck out. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to. You focus gonna, on that. Yeah, you know what? That's part of it. I can't be here. Can't be watching you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I've got some errands to run. I'll be back soon. <laughs> Uh, if you get done before I'm back, uh, just watch a video. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you have your phone, like, whatever. I don't care. You can use TikTok yeah. or something. Um, I like this theory. I like the theory that Jessica is there and just won her freedom very easily, is mm-hmm. now just, like, uh, totally giving him fake lessons about the Bene Gesserit. Because what did she say? Like, she was like, this is the foundation. You can't learn anything without making your hands <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and she does um, also talk about how he's too old which is again what yoda yeah. says about luke awesome she's yoda oh yes okay she does say interestingly that she hopes that gurney and duncan are doing their parts yes yes so we do know that it does sound like i'm glad you brought that up because it yeah. does that that is our clue that oh so what duncan did 
is part of the plan. Yes. Okay. It now it's like that makes a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. Of course, they yes. talked about it on the way over. They practiced. <laughs> yeah. While she was in her cocoon. <laughs> her soft, her very soft cocoon. Yeah, she was dictating to him, or I don't know. Yeah, they were just talking about it. Yeah, they, the shit. They came, it sounds like they came up with it together. And she was like, let's practice this fight. And he's like, I really just, I want to do it in the moment. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. over-rehearse. <laughs> Yeah, I'm already kind of stiff. Like, I have this, like, Mintac capability. <laughs> so, <laughs> I really can't. So, it was good. Well, I guess we'll have to see. Because I don't really know what the lesson... She was, like, saying that, like, once you detach... She's kind of just talking to him about manifestation. Like, it was, like, basically mm-hmm. the secret. <laughs> so, that's another fun thing. If she's just, like, giving him, like, bullshit New Age manifestation <laughs> stuff. <Yeah. laughs> Yeah, and she's like, imagine the palace that you'll have. Make a vision board. Mm-hmm. This is the <laughs> Bene Gesserit way. <laughs> Anything else about that chapter? No. I mean, how are you? Ferret in check. Ferret in check. Uh, yeah. Okay, if if we're supposed to end up liking Ferret mm-hmm. I do like that he's being shown as this shitty kid yeah. that doesn't have the patience to like learn. <gasps> My hands are just the same age. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah he's he's pretty annoying at this point mm-hmm. they also are kind of funny about when sisha who apparently is banished we don't know what banished means though right it could be like you can't use the employee washroom right, exactly. <laughs> yeah yeah she's like trying to peek into like their chambers or something like, get out mm-hmm. of here you're banished <laughs> yeah you only don't get the you're left banished one. yeah <laughs> you're, you're banished get out of here shoot <laughs> Okay, but yeah, that was that was it. I I felt like he was, you know, likable, fine, yeah, nothing special. Yeah. So that brings us to the next chapter, which is classic Dune business, right Whoa, here. Whoa, we are in. Yeah, we are fully <laughs> Dune here. Yeah. <laughs> Cannot have a Dune book without a spice trance of yeah. some sort. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've been circling it for a long time. I was scared for Leto when. Oh my God, when the syringe mm-hmm. comes out. They just put it right in him. And he, really fast. They did not give him any time. No, like, ABCs or, like, song to count down. They were just like, nope. (laughs) You, this is the thing you're, you most fear in the world. And we're just going, Mm -hmm. we're doing it now. And they tell him that he'll regret it if he doesn't do it. Like, he'll, he'll wish he had done what Paul did. And will regret that for the rest of his life. Which, who knows if that's true. He definitely didn't want to do it. Yeah, it was definitely against his consent. He had made a very strong decision to not. It's basically the only decision he's made in life so far. Yeah, and it's strange because he is like, he's paralyzed before he gets injected. Like mm-hmm. he's like wants to jump up, but he just can't. So I'm curious what that what's what's the deal with that paralysis? Like why why was he not able to like, like if listen it was his, his past lives command? or something? Maybe, maybe, yeah, or maybe he did know that he needed to do it like subconsciously right well and so this is different so his spice trance might be different because it didn't happen when he he's he wasn't well but he was pre-born so what's the difference between his and Aaliyah's? so Aaliyah got hers while she was in the right yes. yeah so that's the big difference i think that's the yeah. big difference yes and like that's what you know the the reverend mother at that time was like what did you do? Why did you mm-hmm. do this? You're pregnant? Yes. Um, so that's kind of 
when we first get hints that that might be bad. So yeah, he goes into this spice trance. He's uh, an old woman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he does. Well, he's well. First, he sees Paul. Yeah, Paul's Paul like, tells him that he's gonna protect him. Yeah, you're gonna be cool. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> yeah, I'll protect you from any weird past lives trying to come and take over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then he just starts experiencing all of these people's lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, he like witnesses the Butlerian Jihad. He goes back to the source of all his ancestors, Haram. <laughs> okay. Which I was like, how is that? Wh- why is that where it stops? And who is that? Yeah. Is that like Adam? Like, is that who um, that is? Yeah, it could be. I don't know. He, you know, he very much trips out. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they, at one point they even say that he's tripping. I think they use that word. Mm-hmm. And he realizes, right, that he is all of these people. Mm-hmm. They are all him. And he is in control. Mm-hmm. And he is ha- is now connected with, with everybody. And, and he doesn't feel that anyone can really take control any longer. He stops kind of paying attention to Paul because he doesn't need him anymore. Because it's part of whatever the collective and he realizes this is a lot of power, mm-hmm. which I'm like, okay, I still don't really understand what his power is now compared to what it was before he well, did this vice trance. I think it's probably like um, claiming those lives basically as mm-hmm. him and as trustworthy and as something that he now possesses truly to his advantage instead of being like, um, a separate entity that has to make his own decisions all on his own. It's like he's like giving into mm-hmm. the entire, you know, the entire wealth of knowledge that he does have, and saying, yes. "Yep, this is this is me. I know what this is." Instead of like, which is true, like instead of this uh, this illusion that he's somehow different from them. Yeah, I wonder if it's kind of like emotion. And that, like, a lot of people will avoid emotion because they don't understand their emotions. And so it makes you just afraid, afraid of emotions. Mm, And then mm -hmm. you, but if you were to get to know them and understand them, you have a lot better control because now you, now you know them, you're in touch with them. Totally. Yeah. And you're not just, like, pushing them away or saying, like, oh, Mm -hmm. that's that. And I can't. Instead, you're like, oh, that's what's happening right now. That's okay. That Mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah, I'm also, I think that I, I had a dream last night <laughs> where, um, like, a few of the people in my dream were coming up with really interesting things to say. Mm-hmm. Like, they kept starting all these interesting conversations, and I was, like, trying to keep up conversationally. Mm-hmm. And then I woke up, and I was like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I feel like they were more interesting <laughs> uh-huh. when I'm in my own dream? Yeah, you were coming up with those things. <laughs> yeah, so, but it was yeah. very weird because I woke up and I was like, well, like it very much felt like they, I was like intimidated by the people in my brain. But that's, do you remember what they were saying? Oh, this is, yeah, one was, one said that women weren't funny. That was kind of, oh. a, yeah, <laughs> oh. <laughs> kind of harsh. Um, but another one, we were like sitting at the beach and they were talking about how like everybody's a projection of the their suburban self. Um, mm. It was an inch. It was kind of trippy. But it, and then we were like looking at different people and they were like, it was coming together. It was very dreamlike. But I thought they were, I was like, whoa, cool. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but didn't identify with the thought itself. Have you ever dreamed like that? It's like social anxiety almost in dreams. 
Yes, I've definitely had social anxiety dreams. I also don't remember my dreams very often, so I don't. I I probably have had more of them than I know. So Leto snaps out of his trance, mm-hmm. and Namri is there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not not Gurney. Gurney's not there anymore. <laughs> well, we forgot to like call out the fact that like he saw Gurney and like, oh right. There was that fun little description where he was he was. We get one more hint about who it is before it's revealed that it was Gurney. The that scar was or something. Yeah, we yeah. see the yeah the mm-hmm. vine the, the ink vine. vine scar or whatever. Vine yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, Gurney has left because if mm-hmm. uh, Namri was going to kill him, Gurney <laughs> didn't want to watch. Gurney. So he's always doing this like funny mix of being like, you know, the wisest person around. Yes. But also yes. kind of like weak in these different ways, like where he's like, mm-hmm. I can't. No, I love them too much. Like, I can't watch them <laughs> <Yeah>. get killed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So a classic Gurney move. Yes. Yes. So Domri just like has his hand on his Chris knife. Mm-hmm. And Again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, Paul, I'm mean, sorry. Leto describes both Namri and the experience of the spice trance as the Gamjabar. Doesn't he? Yeah, he, I think he calls Namri the Gamjabar. Yeah, I think so. A think human right. Gamjabar, and then he says this long Gamjabar experience of the spice trance, like that they're making me go through this. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it, I mean he's right. It's a like it's it's a yeah. Benny Gesserit trick or whatever or test mm-hmm. to see if he's human. Mm-hmm. And I guess that is what the test is because yeah, that's is. when uh-huh. th- that's that's what Namri is checking for. Mm-hmm. Leto says, "Ask him to kill him." Yeah, he says, "Please kill me." <laughs> <laughs> and then Namri is like, <laughs> <laughs> Namri like lets go of his knife, and he's like, "No, since you asked me to, I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. I was looking for indifference." Mm-hmm. So he was looking for him to either say, "Oh shit, don't kill me," or <laughs> "Fucking kill me," but he didn't want him to be like, hmm, "Okay." Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He didn't want him to be like, uh, or even like, ugh, like I care, you know? Yes. Yeah. Like, ooh, big deal. I've got all this power, like, mm-hmm. really egotistical or something. And, um, right. Taking it in the wrong way. And that way. is one thing he does decide right before he comes out of the trance is that he decides he can't show how powerful he is when right. he comes out of the trance. Mm-hmm. Which, again, I'm like, mm, I don't know how powerful... I don't, yeah. I don't understand, <laughs> understand totally how powerful you are just yet. <laughs> I think that's totally fair. Like what we, I mean, we're always questioning like what their powers are and it is unclear. It does seem like it's just pure knowledge or something like pure experience, wisdom. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. He doesn't want, yeah. it doesn't seem like he wants to use it for like future seeing. He talks about like not understanding something if you're seeing it from far away, but if you're up close. Oh yeah, time is a measure of space, just as a rangefinder is a measure of space. But measuring locks us into the place we measure, mm-hmm. which sounds like what they were saying about what Muad'Dib did is mm-hmm. that he he locked everybody into the future that he chose. I read somebody say Frank Herbert described like what the experience of prescience as being at the top of a crest of a wave and so you see you see whatever that is but you've chosen the wave and you go down that wave and in order to (laughs) 
in order to like get back to blank, you have to join. You have to get to another crest of a wave and see it again. Is he a big surfer? <laughs> He's kind of like super cowabunga. I'm imagining him just like, all right, man. Well, you get a, <laughs> yeah, you get to a wave. Yeah. You like ride that wave. <laughs> Until there's no more wave, okay? Then you got to paddle back out. <laughs> Find yourself another wave. And th- you know what? Because of our great mother moon, there will always be waves. <laughs> anyway, do spy, stay gnarly. <laughs> Life is good. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't, so whatever. But yeah. Um, it does sound like the thing that we were talking about last week of once you've measured time, that's like all you can perceive that measurement. Yeah. You lock yourself into that. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else about that one? Uh, no, I'm interested to see if Leto totally, you know, freaks out or any Mm -hmm. bad things come from it. Um, but it sounds like it was pretty good trip. Yeah. It does sound, it sounds fruitful. Fruitful. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely. It didn't it didn't turn him immediately into a bad person. He didn't get locked in a in a mind door and Yes. Yeah. And he's seems to be learning from Paul's mistakes. Totally. Cool. Well, that brings us to the uh last of the four chapters mm-hmm. where we have <laughs> Alian, Irulan, mm-hmm. uh and Ganema. Mhm. And I don't know, I I thought this was a fun chapter just mm-hmm. to imagine because they're all they're all just so weird. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes, they are so weird. <laughs> <laughs> like what do you mean? Like I mean like Ganema's like throwing a fit. Yes. And like uh, we got to remember they're this all is a kind of throwing child. a fit, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But she's throwing a fit about how she she wants to kill Faradin, <laughs> yeah, like murder she- Faradin. <laughs> yeah, she's like no way. There's no way I'm ever. If you leave me alone with him for one second, I'll kill him. And then later she's mm-hmm. like, fine. All right. Y'all want to do this? I'm going to kill him. This is only a plot yeah. to kill him and I'm going to murder yes. him. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's kind of awesome. <laughs> I mean, she is just like, uh, no, nothing's going to stop me. Like, my brother is dead and I'm going to mm-hmm. kill that guy. Yeah. 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 And then they even like try to reason with her and they're like, well, Faridan didn't have anything to do with right. it and he did banish his mother <laughs> banish his mother whatever that means she's up in her quarters uh-huh. he denounced her and, like, Don't and care. she doesn't care yeah. she doesn't care <laughs> she's like got a thirst for his blood she's like okay actually awesome i'm so glad you guys set this up i cannot wait to get over there and fucking rip his throat out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm gonna eat him <laughs> yes she does point out that if she were to agree to marry Farad and the Fremen would hate her. They would they would yeah. consider her like a traitor. Yeah. Not just to them, but like to her own morals. Yeah. Which makes sense. I think that makes sense. Yeah, totally. That sounds like a thing the Fremen would would, would think. really hate, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean it just does seem like total betrayal yeah. for like court entry, you know, just keeping keeping things on the up and up, keeping things Jefferson's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ganema keeps getting mad that they call her Ghani, Ghani. Uh-huh. which I didn't know that was a thing I all of a sudden Ghani. she's mad about. I know. She's yeah, like, Ghani's that's great. a child's name. You continue to denigrate me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Irulan tries to use the voice on her. Yes. And she's like, ha. Just, 
Yeah, she <laughs>, laughs in her face. Yeah. Poor Irulan. Oh my god. <laughs> She's just trying to be a mom right now. <laughs> she was she like, whoa, Irulan, you trying to use the voice on me? Are you fucking kidding? Like, <laughs> you fool. That is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, she's so right. Mean. Why yeah. would Irlon try that? That was a big mistake. I don't know. Irlon is like, is closing her ears. She can't stand hearing that Ghani wants to like murder Faradin. She's like, no, but mm-hmm. Ghani, my sweet girl, like you can't marry, you can't murder him. You don't think, whatever. So she's, she hates, she hates the thought of that. She hates it even more than the thought of Ghani marrying Faradin. Which I think so. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, and then that's when so they point out like, well, Jessica and Duncan, they have Jessica and Duncan. Mm-hmm. That's really why we need you to do this. And mm-hmm. that's when she's like, fine, I'm, but I'm gonna yeah. kill him. And Aaliyah's like, deal. <laughs> yeah, Aaliyah's like, okay, sounds good. Whatever. <laughs> Great. Get on over there. Yeah, she's like, well, uh, get him here to meet me, and uh, let's find a way for us to get some alone time, and I'll keep him fucking murdering him. <laughs> Literally, the second I'm alone with him, I'm going straight for his fucking nuts. Like, I'm killing that yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Irulan and is Ir- like, yes. no! <laughs> yeah, is freaking out. He's like, don't do this. Yeah. This is a mistake. And they are... Yeah. Flat out ignoring her. Straight up. And then then Aaliyah is kind of like, hmm, can she tell that I'm abomination? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. She's kind of just sitting there like, I don't think she probably can't tell. No. I don't think she can tell. <laughs> yeah, no one can tell, right? No one can tell, like, that I'm an abomination. No. Yeah, I'm good I'm at hiding. secrets. I'm hiding it. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm cool. <laughs> And I can't tell if Ghani knows. I mean, she does know, I guess. But she's pretty one-track-minded right now. She's definitely got a thirst yes. for blood. She's like, yes. <laughs> I gotta eat, gotta eat him. Gotta get him. Yes, she's given herself a thirst for blood by convincing herself that Leia was <laughs> this murdered. This fake thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so what is that all about? That's kind of fun. She's like set herself up to be a little killing machine. Yeah. Oh, that's one thing we did forget uh, that Leto, part of Leto's decision not to tell them that he had powers, he says that he can't even tell Ganima about his power. Wow, yes. That's hard. Hmm. So you have more secrets between the two of them. No! The the biggest one being that he's alive. (laughs) Yeah. He's alive (laughs) and now all-powerful, apparently. (laughs) Yeah, so it was kind of a fun chapter, because we hadn't seen these people together yet, really. We didn't know much about their family dynamic. Learn- turns out that Irlan had a big hand in raising both the twins. She seems to love them mm-hmm. a lot. She's She also seems to still believe that Paul, like, had an, a worthy cause. Mm-hmm. She's like, why would we do that when all for all your brother has fought for? And it was like, mm, I think everybody's kind of off the Paul train right now. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right. Irlan suggests that uh, she declare Con Lee against Faradin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're like, what? No. Well, anything else about that one? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, do you think that they're... I guess we'll see that if Ganima tries to kill him. Um, yes. So we'll see. Yeah. 
really yeah yeah You're what do you do you, yeah. what do you want to happen do you want her cool. to murder yeah Faraday? i want him i want her to close the door and then just turn around and run at sprint at him just like bolt and then <laughs> crawl on top of like crawl around and slit his throat from behind that's what i want her to do before he even nice. knows what's happened <laughs> <laughs> or just release some laser tigers on him that'd be cool too that would work as she's she rides one <laughs> oh yeah mm-hmm. she could tame them mm-hmm. yeah that would be cool That'd be very cool. Tame them and train them to to smell library book. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> Get him. Get the nerd. <laughs> Much to look forward to. Yes, there is. There is. We've got about a third left of the book. Yeah. There's still plenty of time for things to happen. Right on. This is not at all what I thought the book was going to be when I was in the first third of this book. Yeah, no, me neither. It's way lighter, I guess. That's how I'd describe it. Still feels a little bit like there's like just kind of goofy things going on with some fun and then some fun classic Dune moments. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, as always, um, we would love to hear from you. Stand the podcast at gmail.com. Five stars, five stars, five stars. And also rate us five stars. I'm sorry, is that disgusting? (laughs) No, it was funny. Okay. Yeah, rate us five stars on uh, Apple Podcasts. We'd love that. Mm -hmm. And I mean, so until next time. My my hands hands don't don't change. change. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.